<laughs> Y'all get your songbook and turn to page number five. And get your Bible, turn to Galatians chapter six. Galatians six fourteen. I I got I got a uh, command performance issue about an hour ago, a little over an hour ago now, and uh, I I've been uh, pawing around on these verses for a long time, and I I haven't preached this yet, but I thought well. We just go to the cross. When you don't know what to do, go to the cross. That's what Spurgeon said. 6.14 says, let's just let back up here. Let's start reading it. Verse 11, and we'll read down through the end of the chapter. He says in 11, You see how large a letter I have written unto you with mine own hand. That's Paul writing. As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised, only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. You get that point? You can be religious. Uh, the world doesn't care if you're religious. The devil doesn't care if you're religious. It's the cross that brings the persecution. That's what Paul said. For neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but desire to have you circumcised that they may glory in your flesh. I think we could replace that circumcision with easy believism and religious uh, self-gratification. And and so that's what I'm going to do. But God forbid, here's a, here is a life verse for you. But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. I've wrote all over this page over that verse down through the years. Every time I come across it, I, Seems like God stops me and says, look right here. Think about this. Most, one of the most important verses in the New Testament. And uh, so I want to talk about that a little bit tonight. He said, for in Christ Jesus, 15, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision. You understand he's talking about Old Testament law. And the Judaizers who are saying to the churches, the Christians in the first churches, okay, you can believe on Jesus, but you still got to keep the law. And we've got that stuff going on all around us. It's okay. Believe what you want to, but here's the, here's the do's and don'ts. And unless you're baptized or unless you're this, that, or unless you got this label or that label, or unless you have, you understand what I'm saying? It hasn't died. It's still the same old lie, still the same old junk. Uh, that they face the same thing we face. 
For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them, and mercy, and upon the Israel of God. He's talking about this rule that he just gave us in 15. From henceforth let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the stigmata, the marks of the Lord Jesus. And then he says, brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, so on. So uh, I want to preach a very simple, I don't know if I'm going to preach. I preach or teach or do something very simply to you. Now you got your songbook. When I get to Galatians uh, 6.14, I just, this song comes to my heart. And I went through it in preparation for Easter as I was studying through this verse, this song. Look at this. I've got it written off here and I've got an extra verse that you don't have, I think. But, But it begins this way. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the... Prince of Glory died. I think Isaac Watts, I think he was 16th century or somewhere longer. Y'all know? You know, Brother Gary? He's not in the 19th, I can tell you that. 1800s? He might be in the 1800s. I thought he was in the 1700s. That would be the 18th. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. He's an old timer. When I survey the, the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss. And poor contempt on all my pride. I've got that underlined and marked in red. The sin of the day is pride. The sin of America is pride. The sin of 21st century churches in America is pride. What pride says is, look at what I've done. What worship says is look at what he did. He died in 1748. Huh? He died in 1748. <clears throat> okay. And he wrote also Joy to the World. Yeah. He, he was a, he was a, that would make him a 18th century, right? So, uh, but he spent most of it in the 17th century, so. <laughs> anyway, he's an old timer. And think about what he was saying here. He didn't have all this. He didn't have everything we have to study. And he didn't get to hear the radio preacher. He didn't get to hear a TV preacher. He didn't have tapes and all of the study tools. Hey, we've got Logos. Everybody in that college uses Logos. Not 
There's nothing magic about Logos, but it's a Bible study program that'll reach out there and pull every kind of a book you can think of. I've probably got 2,000 books on my Logos program. He didn't have any of that. But what he had was the Bible. And what he had was a vision of the cross. He said, he said, pour contempt on all my pride. It really matters little what we have done. But most of the time, somewhere in our theology, we've got some notes about what we have done. And what he's saying is, throw all that away. Get back to the cross. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, saving the death of Christ my God. All the vain things that charm me most, I sacrifice them to his blood. All the stuff that I fall for. I was reading a, a devotional the other morning. <clears throat> he was talking about the greatest gift and remembering. Think about this. Think about this a minute. Jesus Christ purchased us with his blood. Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary died for our sins and became our sins. You and I are saved and you and I have any hope of eternity only through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. But how often, see he said, all the vain things that charm me most. How often do you how often do you forget for a day or two or three or a week the importance of the greatest gift you ever received? Eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. How often do I spend my stuff my time on the things that charm me most. He said, he said, uh, I sacrifice them to his blood. I, I saw an ad here recently of a some kind of somebody's telephone and it was all these all these people doing different things in tandem while one of them is caught up on the telephone i mean the weddings just happened they're on the honeymoon and on sitting at the sitting at the uh train station and he's reading his phone and stuff like that. How often do we come back to the cross? How often do we come back to the fact that if we did not have a Savior, we would be lost and on the road to hell? How often do we remember that uh, He's our only hope? 
He said, I sacrifice all those vain things to his blood. See, from his hands, his feet, sorrow and love mingle down. Did ere such love and sorrow meet are thorns. I, I underline this part. Are thorns composed so rich a crown? I mean, Queen Elizabeth, I saw a picture of Queen Elizabeth's crown when they were here recently, and it weighs five pounds and got all those big diamonds and the biggest diamond in the world, I guess, is on it. And but what does it mean? What's it worth? In the long, in the in the uh, big scheme of things, what is it worth? If you had it, what would it mean? Nothing. I mean, I figure I got five more years here. There might have been a time when I was 20 years old, I'd have, I'd have killed for it. But I sure wouldn't now. Uh, you can have it. I'm going over where we walk on stuff like that. And I, in reality, it means nothing, does it? But in our mind, and hey, there's plenty of people trying to pump it into us that you need something that we to add to. <clears throat> His dying crimson like a robe spreads o'er his body on the tree. Then I'm dead, then I am dead to all the globe, and all the globe is dead to me. I, I've got a verse somewhere. Uh, Romans 6.23 said, uh, I want to read this because I want to get it right. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Uh, that's not the verse I was thinking. I, I'll get it in a minute. I'll be there in a minute. All the globe is dead to me, he said. Over there in Hebrews, he's going to say that we are we are citizens of another world. When he said you must be born again, to be born again is to be, re, is to be re, regenerated from above, from another world. And so our citizenship is not here, it's there. And the value of our redemption is not here. It's there. We've caught, we'll be caught up to meet him in the air. He says over in John, 1 John 3, 2, that it doesn't yet appear what we'll be. But when we see him, we'll be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And the real value of, of our salvation is not, I mean, yeah, we know 
that we've got peace. We know we got joy. We know we got hope. We know we got, uh, but, but it, it's not all finished yet. One day when faith becomes sight, then, I mean, we did all this finagling around with the spirit, soul, and body. And out of it all, the, in, in our spirit, we were saved in a moment, completely, 100%, and totally saved in a moment, whenever that was, 5 years, 10 years, 20 years, 60 years, 70 years, whenever that was, just as saved as you'll ever be saved when you've been there 10,000 years, you, you, you were just as saved that moment, spiritually. But we spent everything since that moment growing in soul, soul growth. And uh, some of us are still toddlers, right? And, oh, uh, well, I'm not going to. Uh, some of us haven't made much progress. We we are challenged to give him heart, mind, and soul and grow spiritually in our soul. But at the end of it, when they lay you out out there somewhere, that old body's just as dead as it was back there today. He hasn't done anything for that body. This old flesh is still flesh. And it's still as wicked as it ever was. It still ha- The lust of the flesh still drive the flesh. Inside of here is a soul that longs and wants to be more like Christ. Inside of here is a spirit that is absolutely generated in Christ. But that flesh is still. So he said, Love so amazing, so to mind, it demands my soul, my life, my all. We're the whole realm of nature, mine. It's a gift far too small. Like if I could give him everything in this world, what does he care? Just a speck of dust in the universe. He could create a dozen of them in, a, in just a little while. So, here's the added verse. To Christ, who won for sinners grace by bitter grief and anguish sore, be praised from all the ransomed race forever and forever more. What, he, what can we do about this cross? Well, that's, a, that's what I want to talk to you about. See the de- decoration of the cross. John 3.16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Uh, 
John 3, 17. God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Romans 5, 8. While we were, but God commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Uh, 1 John 3.16 Hereby we perceive the love of God because He laid down His life for us. That's the declaration of the love of God for man in several verses. You can probably find a dozen more uh, before we leave here if, if you were so mind. Uh, so so. The cross declares he loved me. The cross declares his hatred for sin. God's hatred for sin. Over in Philippians chapter number 2, this great passage that begins with verse 5, let this mind be in who you which was also in Christ Jesus. Look at verse 7 and 8 now. But made himself, he was equal with God, verse 6, but made himself of no reputation, took on him the form of a servant, was made in likeness of men. God became a man. God be not just a man, but a puny Weak, sinful man. Not his sin, but the sin of the whole world. In the light, and was found in fashion, and being found in fashion in a man, as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, the death of the cross. God demanded a, a cross. God demanded a sacrifice. And somebody wants to, some of our new theology wants to say, it's okay, you don't have to pray exactly like this Bible says, and you don't have to, you might not even believe exactly, but if, you know, if you're sincere, no, God hates sin. Little sin or big sin, it's all sin. And God hates sin. He hates it so much that it took the perfect, pure blood of the Lord Jesus Christ off the cross of Calvary. No, no man ever was qualified but Him. Nobody ever paid the price but Him. And, he, and, and if we piled up all the good men of all the ages, it wouldn't be enough. He's the only sinless sacrifice. So, the cross declares His love for sinners, declares His hatred for sin, and declares His punishment of sinners. The wages of sin is death. We read it. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Over in Revelation chapter number 20, the summation of everyone who rejects 
verse, I'm just taking the last couple of verses. Uh, chapter 20, the great white throne. And death and hell and death. Now he's described two deaths and one of them is the death of Christ that paid for your and mine. We never have to worry about death. He's already died for us. He's our substitute. But the white throne is made up of folks that escaped that first death. Now they're going to talk about the second death. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. No escape. No second chance. Right now is all you have. Right now is all I have. And so the punishment for sin. Uh, I can tell I'm not going to get done. I got then the demand of the cross. We've talked about the purpose of the cross, the, the uh, declaration of the cross. And now then the demand of the cross. Luke 9.23 says, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Not one day of my life is excused. Paul said, I bear in my body the stigmata, the marks of the cross. And the reason we don't bear the cross, here I'll give you a silly reason. You go down to the restaurant and the waitress waits on you and God's thumping you. I know this because I'm aware of it. I've had experience. And he's saying, won't you give them a track? Won't you tell them about Jesus? Why don't you ask them if they've ever been saved and if they know Jesus as their Savior? Why don't you witness the cross to that girl? That 16, 17, 18-year-old girl that's waiting on you. She can't beat you up. But we shrink down and slip out and don't do what we know. What what did we do? We didn't carry our cross today. I was carrying my personality today. I could tell jokes and and be popular, and I was I was dependent on on making that impression rather than glorying in the cross. You see the problem? It can be little things. We can. We can, that song said, all, all those little old things that I valued because of my pride, poor contempt on all my pride. And we're all guilty. 
you can, you don't have to say amen, but I, we're all guilty. He said, bear it daily. Jude 3 says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. And so in the middle of the ice cream supper, in the middle of the barbecue meal or the next fish fry, it's time to contend for the for the cross. The faith. It's all about faith. The only reason we have in that all these little deals is to glorify him and and try to get people into the I'm not against any of them. Don't make, don't put say that. I can eat as much ice cream as any of y'all can. Put that hand down, Deborah. <laughs> he said, Bear your cross and defend the cross and preach the cross. First Corinthians one twenty one. For after that in the wisdom of of God the world by wisdom knew not God. Can you hear it? Can you hear all these philosophers that crowd the airwaves and the internet? Everybody's got a, what do you call those little things you write? Huh? Uh, Huh? Everybody's got a little opinion. They'll write their little thing. Huh? That's what he said. There's another word for it. I, but it doesn't matter. But they written out of worldly, fleshly wisdom. And it doesn't, it doesn't make a rip what you think. God requires the cross. And if people get saved, we'll have to not only defend the cross and bear the cross, we're going to have to preach the cross. It's a a blood-bought salvation or there's no salvation. And so here he said, after that the world by wisdom knew not God, so we got the new theology, the purpose-driven theology that says take all the sin out, hide the cross, hide the blood, make, make it a user-friendly theology. Make them feel comfortable. Let me ask you a question. If you're saved, you be honest with your heart. I'm not asking you to tell me but would you have ever got saved if you did not have a little tinge of fear of hell? And would you ever had a fear of hell unless somebody had told you sin, when it's finished, brings forth death? That's what we got saved on. 
That's what the Bible preaches. Don't leave it out. It's, hey, you can go you can go to all the hoedowns and rodeos from now till Jesus comes and not be saved in the in the churchy crowd until you receive that that uh, uh, that move of the Holy Ghost in your heart that grieves you and stirs you and moves you toward the cross. And until you seek a, seek a Savior for yourself. And so that's what he said, preach the cross. Uh, I wrote this down and I didn't go to the text. But first, Second uh, Timothy chapter 3 gives you 21 sins. Unnatural affection. Uh, lovers of self more than lovers of God. And the results of that. Children, no... No uh, regard for souls. No regard for your family. It all comes... And he says these are the marks of this last day we live in. Uh, my, la- my last statement is, in this, in this section is, the defilement of the cross. We play games with the church. We're churchy about the church. But the whole basis of the church is a blood-bought salvation at the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we're not preaching that, we're not preaching. So, Paul said, I'm going to glory in the cross. I don't have time to get all this, so I'm just going to give you a skim over it. Why glory in the cross? I've got eight different things that makes us glory in the cross. I'm just going to give them to you and I'm done. First of all, because the Savior who died there. My Savior died on the cross. If I love my Savior, I'll glory in the cross. Uh, secondly, because of the price he paid there. Over in Acts chapter 10, Peter's preaching in Caesarea and he says this down in down in verse 39. And we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Nobody ever suffered like he suffered. Peter says, 
just simply says it in his in his first Peter two twenty four says who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live to righteousness by whose stripes we're healed. Isaiah says it over in Isaiah chapter fifty Two verse fourteen says this: As many were astonished at he, at thee, his visage was so marred, more than any man, his form more than the sons of men. Uh, and then he says down in verse three, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. We hid as it were. Our faces from him, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. He was wounded, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. I believe that fellow, whoever was that wrote that song, took it right off verse 5. He did it all for me. Y'all remember that? It was a popular song a few years ago. He did it. When he died on Calvary, he did it all for me. So the, how he died and the purchase. Who's purchased? Well, I'm purchased. You're purchased. I've got a, a bunch of verses. Let me just read one verse. Acts. Acts. I've got these marks so I can get to them quick. Acts 20. 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves, he's talking to preachers, and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. I don't know if there's any heresy in our day more desperate and deadly than the forsaking of the church. We've come to this place that it doesn't matter if you go to church or don't go to church. And if you look around you, Fort Worth, Texas said, I don't know when, a few years ago, 86% of the people in Fort Worth said, oh yeah, I believe the Bible is the Word of God. I believe, I believe Jesus of the Bible is the Savior. 
but less than 20% of Fort Worth, Texas on any given Sunday is in church. We've lost the authority and the power of the church that Jesus died for. And you better get hold of it, friend. You will never be blessed in this life like you could be blessed until you give Him allegiance in His church. I kind of think you may miss some of the joy that you could have in heaven if you miss the church. I'd have to do a little digging on that. Y'all don't take that to the bank, but Colossians one ten, one fourteen. I'm sorry, Colossians one fourteen. If you don't have a King James Bible, this verse doesn't mean a thing to you. Yeah, they just took up some page, some of the page, with Colossians one fourteen. If I can find Colossians, I'll get it out for you. I hope I still got it in my Bible. One fourteen says. I am forgiven. He says, he says in 12, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us to be meet, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Just as much as Peter, just as much as Paul, just as much as all of those who went before us, we have the opportunity to be, be a part of the saints of light who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. Now here's 14. If you've got an ESV or a NIV or any of the rest of them, it doesn't have the blood in here. In whom we have redemption through His blood. That song said, His dying crimson like a robe spreads over His body on the tree. Then I'm dead to this globe, and this globe is dead to me. You got it right, Isaac. 250 years ago, you got it right. It's just the blood of Jesus Christ in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sin. I collected a lot of those false Bibles with that verse. I would stand and announce my time and read the verse and ask the church to turn in their, verse, their books and look with me. If you don't have blood in that verse, you don't have a real Bible. And if you don't have a King James, you don't have blood in that verse. Amen, Brother Wayne. That's good stuff. <laughs> his saving power. Because of His saving power. Because of the peace. I'm in Colossians. Verse 20. Having made peace through the blood of His cross by Him to reconcile all things unto Himself. There's so much on the blood. I'd like, I'd like to. Uh, you could switch horses and preach on the blood now. 
Peter said, we're not redeemed with corruptible things, but with the precious blood of Christ. Because of the promise, John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. I had a lady I was trying to witness out at the chemical plant years ago. And, and one of those little know-it-alls, she said, yeah, you just believe that you've got to trust Jesus to be saved. She, you believe Jesus is the only way to be saved. She said, here's the way I look at it. I mean, this plant sits down here on the bay, Galveston Bay, and and you come from Alvin over to the plant. I come from Angleton over to the plant. Somebody else comes from Clear Lake down to the plant. But we all get here to the plant. And she said, you believe one way and I believe another way and they believe another way, but we'll all get to heaven. That's not what he said. I said, the only difference in what you believe and what the Bible says is we're not going to the plant. We're going to heaven. And there's just one way to get there. You can stay at the plant if you want to, but I'm going to heaven. You can stay on your philosophy, but I'm going to take the Word of God. And God forbid if I should glory save in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. By whom? The world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. Thank God for the cross. Thank God for the blood of the cross. Thank God for the say. Um, uh, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation which began to be spoken of by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them who heard Him and them who heard them and them who heard them and them who heard them until one day I heard it. Heard it plain enough and simple enough that as a 12-year-old boy I could bow my knees and claim the cross, the blood, the salvation at Calvary. And He saved me. You ever have doubts about your salvation? I've had some. Because of my lifestyle, I've had some. When I tried to come back, all I could do is claim the cross. And I, I tried to reason with the Lord. And I said, Lord, if you'll show me something else to do, I'll do it. But all I can do is believe on you. And I'm believing on you with all my heart the best I know how. That's all you can do. You can join everything in town and still not be saved. You can be baptized a dozen times, look like a prune and not be saved. But you can go to the blood of the cross and be absolutely saved forever. No wonder he said, God forbid that I should glory save in the cross. 
you better get hold of it. If you hadn't been to Calvary, you need to get there quick. Because this is all going to be over pretty soon. It could be before we get home tonight. You say, what makes you think that? Well, California just washed off the end over there, didn't they? <laughs> Tornadoes all across. They used to call... They used to call Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Texas the tornado belt. Now it's up there in Indiana, Illinois, uh, Connecticut, New York, and uh, they're, now they're claiming to be the tornado belt. It, everything's switching around, isn't it? Go ahead, brother Gary. Yeah, that's it. Could be right now. Could be before we get home. But when you're glowing in the cross, what difference it make? We're just heading for home. We're going home. All right. Brother Jeff, would you lead us in a word of prayer, please, brother?